Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Luke. Hello, faithful listener. This is Jen here with the Bible Explained podcast. Thanks for tuning in and for sharing a cup of coffee with me as we discuss Luke chapter 12, verses 22 through 34. I'm just going to apologize right here and now. I don't know what's going on with my stomach, but it's just growling. (laughs) And it's growling really loudly. So if you hear it through the microphone, I apologize on behalf of my stomach. But anyway, let's go ahead and talk about Luke chapter 12, verses 22 through 34. And I just, I love this portion of scripture. This is one that I often tell myself. This is one that I regularly have to quote. So let's see what God has to say in Luke 12, 22 through 34. He said to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, don't be anxious for your life, what you will eat, nor yet for your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They don't sow, they don't reap. They have no warehouse or barn and God feeds them. How much more valuable are you than birds? Which of you being anxious, can add a cubit to his height. If then you aren't able to do even the least things, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They don't toil, neither do they spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if this is how God clothes the grass in the field, which today exists, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? Don't seek what you will eat or what you will drink, neither be anxious. For the nations of the world seek after all of these things, but your Father knows that you need these things. But seek God's kingdom, and all these things will be added to you. Don't be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell that which you have and give gifts to the needy. Make for yourselves purses which don't grow old, a treasure in the heavens that doesn't fail, Where no thief approaches, neither moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. This passage of scripture is actually repeated from Matthew chapter 6, I believe. We know that Jesus actually does, in fact, um, repeat a lot of what he says. Because this is not the Sermon on the Mount here, where Jesus is talking. This is probably something very different, and yet Jesus is repeating himself here to his disciples, to the multitudes, or to whoever is listening. But likely this is not the Sermon on the Mount. So we know then that this is a repeated phrase that Jesus is saying, and it's important to repeat stuff. We repeat stuff all the time to people because they don't listen or they don't hear very well. (laughs) I know a lot of my lady friends have to repeat uh, (laughs) stuff to their husbands often because what do they say that husbands don't actually listen to anything? I don't know how true that is, but uh, it is true that you do have to repeat something to your husband a handful of times before they get it. (laughs) But that's probably true for women too. But anyway, we as a human race, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, We have a tendency to not remember things, not listen, or just get information wrong. So Jesus often, we see, repeats himself on several different occasions. And what a 
I mean, this is a fantastic thing to repeat, though, because we forget. I mean, I have to repeat this quote to myself. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I often repeat this to myself because I forget it. So Jesus repeated it as well to the people. Therefore, I tell you, don't be anxious for your life, what you will eat, nor yet for your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food and the body is more than clothing. Then he goes into how the ravens, you know, we see a, a, a blackbird, a raven, and they don't sow or reap. In other words, they don't farm the land. They just kind of fly around looking for bird seed and looking for food in the moment. They don't have any warehouses or barns to store the seed up in. <laughs> we don't see ravens like building themselves barns to, to store food. But God feeds them. They find food. They continue to live. I've seen uh, back at my old house, I had blackbirds galore. We would laugh at how many blackbirds we got. It was very odd. And this couple of blackbirds that we, uh, were often around, one time I remember seeing them picking on some rabbits. They were throwing the rabbits around. And I'm pretty sure it was because they were trying to kill the rabbits to eat them. I was not too happy with that. And I ran outside chasing away the ravens from attacking the bunnies. And the bunnies were not happy with me either. They were just like sitting there and letting it happen. It was very odd. I'm like, why aren't you running, you stupid bunnies? Like, why are you just sitting there allowing these ravens to attack you? But the point of that story, I, I actually, no, there was no point to that story. But <laughs> the fact was the ravens found something to eat, or at least they thought they did, a bunny, though it was unsuccessful. Every single day, they were coming around and finding new things to eat. They always were in our yard, always finding stuff to eat. God was feeding those ravens. He was feeding those blackbirds on a daily basis and allowing them to find food. And Jesus argues that we are to be similar, not necessarily like a blackbird, but we aren't supposed to be anxious. The blackbirds aren't anxious. They know God is going to take care of them and that they're going to go out and find food. But here's the thing. Is this a is this something where we're not supposed to work and just allow God to take care of all of our problems? No, that's not what Jesus is saying here at all, because a raven doesn't just sit back and not go out and find food. A raven is constantly working to go out and find the food that God ends up providing for them in the end. So this is not a call to us to be lazy and to do nothing, this is a call to us to just not be worried or anxious for the days to come and for the future. It's just we're supposed to trust in God to take care of all of our needs. I know right now a big thing that's happening is uh, the recession here in America. And many people are getting very, very scared that they're not going to have food in several months. Because already the supply chains are, you know, going down and whatever. And there's issues happening there. People are worrying so much about it. That's why back in 2020, when the coronavirus happened, everybody went crazy and bought a ton of toilet paper. And then the... <laughs> and then people like me didn't have toilet paper because I wasn't going out and buying it. But you know what? God supplied me with toilet paper. So what happened during all that... There was no toilet paper anywhere. I did not catch the memo that you were supposed to buy like 20 rolls, 20 packs of it. And I didn't buy any toilet paper. 
But like God actually supplied that need. I'm not even joking. So I was beginning to run out of toilet paper. I did have some, but I was beginning to run out and I'm like, oh boy, there's not any toilet paper anywhere. So what ended up happening was I was driving home and I was in a weird area. I don't remember why I was there, but I was driving home from something and I passed by this Dollar General and I was like, oh, okay, I'll just go in. I'm going to grab myself a pop and uh, whatever else, a snack because I'm hungry. So I went in. It was a Dollar General I'd never been in before. And that day they had gotten in a ton of toilet paper, like literally an hour before I walked through the door and I was able to get toilet paper and the guy was really nice to me and he's just like yeah uh, we get a shipment of toilet paper every Tuesday around such and such time so if you're running out just come back here and grab some more toilet paper if you need it and that was an answer to prayer I was running out of toilet paper and walked into a random dollar general and found toilet paper and it was just it was truly an answer to prayer I was running out God supplied that need for me And that's the point, is that, yes, we might start getting scared that food is running out, but God cares so much for us. So we're not supposed to be anxious and, you know, buying up all the toilet paper when we, (laughs) I'm just going to argue that we didn't really need to do that. That was kind of unnecessary, but we don't need to overthink things and worry about every little detail because God has got us. Now, I don't think that there's anything wrong with storing up food and uh, even having toilet paper if you need it, like having extra rolls. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with storing up food and doing stuff like that, protecting your family. I am like a mild survivalist. I like I just enjoy learning like survival techniques. Now, if I had to go out in the wild and actually do them, I'd probably be dead in like a day. I really don't think I could actually go out and do them, but I like learning about them. And I don't think that there is anything wrong with like learning about that stuff and having a supply of food or anything like that, because it does say in Proverbs that the the wise person sees the evil to come and prepares himself for it. So, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with preparing, but at the same time, we can't be overly being anxious and freaking out over every little detail, because once again, God truly has our backs. And when I didn't have toilet paper, when I was running out, when I was down to my last roll, God supplied the toilet paper need for my husband and I. He cares about so many things and he loves us so much. We are so much more valuable than ravens and God takes care of the ravens, but we're so much more valuable than them because we were created in God's image and God's likeness and God created us so that he could live with us. He wanted us. He wants us. So why wouldn't he take care of us? So then it says, which of us being anxious can add a cubit to our height? And a cubit is a a measurement. But what Jesus is saying is we can't add any stature to our height. We can't really do anything. We can worry all we want, but it's not going to add anything to our lives is what Jesus is arguing here. It's not going to add any more seconds to our lives. God has our lives literally planned out from beginning to end. I literally just read a verse today, actually in Revelation, where it says that the Christians 
in the end times who are meant to go to prison are going to go to prison. The Christians in the end times that are meant to be killed by the sword are going to be killed by the sword. And yes, those are very depressing verses. We don't like those verses. But there's some comfort in that, that God has every detail of our lives planned out and he knows about every single detail. And we can't worry about the end times. We can't worry about any of that stuff about persecution because it's not going to add anything to our lives. And God already has it planned out for us. He already knows exactly what's going to happen to us. So we don't need to focus in on these tiny details and worry, worry and make ourselves sick over what's going to happen in the future because God has got us and he knows every single detail about our lives, even if we don't. God's got us. So we can't add anything to our lives. We can't add any more seconds to our lives by worrying. We can't add any more stature to our height by worrying. We can't do anything. Worrying just makes us sick. So there's no point to worrying. Jesus says, even then, if you aren't able to do even the least things, why are you anxious about the rest? So basically, you can't do anything. Anxiety is doing nothing for you, but making you sick. I, I mean, I struggle with anxiety. I know many, many people who do. The people who struggle with anxiety that I know, including myself, we're just making ourselves sick. You know, I mean, anxiety is just awful. It's awful because we're doing nothing to add anything to our lives. We're just making ourselves sick with worry. That's what anxiety is. But when I am really anxious about something, my anxiety comes out with how I sleep. I end up not getting any sleep at night. I just sit there like worrying, tossing and turning, snoozing all night, but not really sleeping, waking up at the smallest little sounds, sweating, cold sweats, <laughs> the list goes on. I just can't sleep. I don't know why. When I'm like really anxious or worried about something, like sleep just goes out the window for me. And that's literally adding nothing to my li life. Like that's just making me miserable in the morning because I can't go to sleep that night. That is how my anxiety plays out typically. So, I mean, what's the point of me sitting there anxious at night? Nothing. There is no point to it. And man, I'm speaking to myself here with this entire, this entire thing. Like I can't be hypocritical here because I do struggle with all the stuff that Jesus is talking about. So I'm speaking to myself with this episode for sure. So then Jesus says, consider the lilies, how they grow. They don't toil, neither do they spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So the lilies, they don't toil. And I looked up what the word toil means. And this doesn't mean just work. This means like excessively hard work. So that's the other thing. This is not a call to be lazy in, in any capacity. Like God wants us to work. That's very clear. But we also don't need to work ourselves ragged trying to do something because toil means working ourselves absolutely ragged because we're so stressed about something. And that, I mean, oh my goodness, that is definitely what's happening here in America with the majority of people, including myself. I, I can be a workaholic. My husband can be as well. And uh, we both struggle with that. But Jesus is saying like, look, don't overly work yourself either like to the ground like God gives us rest in fact we've been seeing a lot about the Sabbath in the Old Testament in the uh, Old Testament episodes that I do and I mean God wants his people to have rest 
He gives them holidays and celebrations to do throughout the year where they can have literal days of rest besides the one that he gives them every single Saturday. He wants them to have rest. He wants us to have rest. So we don't need to work ourselves to the bone trying to accomplish something because God's got it taken care of. Yes, we work, but we work in a way that pleases God and that doesn't make us sick with stress. But we also work well, like the ravens do, where they go out and they find their food for the day. But they're not overly working. They're not making themselves sick, but they're also not being lazy. So there's a there's a fine balance of right in the middle. We can't be too lazy, but we can't work too hard either because both of those things are wrong. Both of those things are talked about in scripture as being wrong. So we have to find that fine balance. But I mean the lilies. And right now it's actually lily season. (laughs) And uh, I have lilies all over my yard. And I didn't know I did. I'm actually finding I'm, I'm really enjoying the new property because the people who lived here before we did, we're landscapers. And my husband and I, when we bought the uh, property a year ago, we were laughing to each other. We're just like, this place is going to go downhill so fast <laughs> because we don't know how to landscape. So we were joking that the uh, property was going to go downhill. And I'll, I'll admit it has a little bit. We're, we're doing our best. We can We can do some stuff, but it's not to the level of the landscapers that lived here before us. But anyway, it's lily season right now. So I've got all sorts of different kinds of lilies coming up. I've got these like orange lilies and these like pinkish lilies and these yellow lilies. I think they're tiger lilies, I think. But they're so pretty. They're so cool looking. And they're all over the place. And so God clothed those lilies. That He clothed them with their beautiful colors. But yet, these lilies die so fast. But God put so much care into making them so beautiful. But in a couple weeks, they're going to be gone. They're going to be dead. And here's what Jesus says. In the, the next day, they're thrown into the oven. Because back in those days, the people needed the grass and whatever else, the wildflowers, for kindling for their ovens. So they would gather the grass and whatever else was there, the, the flowers, anything really, to throw into the oven so that they could bake their bread and their food for the day. So Jesus is like, look like these flowers that God clothes are so beautiful. But then the next day they are cast into the oven. They're thrown into the oven as kindling. And if God cares so much about something that is only alive for a few hours, won't he clothe you? Isn't he going to take care of us? so much because he cares so much more about us than he does about the wildflowers, which clearly he puts so much care into, but yet he cares so much more about us. So we don't need to be anxious because God's got our back. So here's what Jesus says here. Don't seek what you will eat or what you will drink. Neither be anxious for the nations of the world seek after these things, but your father knows that you need these things. And I think the one in Matthew says, He knows you need these things before you even ask him for them. The father knows everything. He knows exactly what we need. So we don't need to overthink things. We don't need to be afraid in the coming months of what's going to happen here in America with the climbing prices. God knows. He knows exactly what's going to happen. And yet he supplies our needs. 
So don't worry about it. Don't freak out in the coming months because God's got our back. God's got your back during all of that. I know he does. So then Jesus says, seek God's kingdom and all these things will be added to you. So if you seek for God's kingdom, rather than seeking for the stuff the world seeks for, for clothing, food, shelter, everything else that protects the body, comforts, pleasures, uh, anything, really. If we seek instead, not for those things, but instead for God's kingdom, seek God's kingdom first before that other stuff that the world seeks for, then all those things are going to be added to us. God is going to take care of us and bless us if we seek his kingdom first. So then here's what it says to conclude. Sell that which you have and give gifts to the needy. So take care of other people. If you have extra, sell what you have and give it to the needy because somebody else out there needs that stuff. You can be a blessing to them. God is using you to be a blessing to somebody else. And that is an excellent way we can spread the gospel is through giving gifts to the needy and to the poor. An excellent way. I remember back uh, when I was a teenager, my youth group went out and actually scraped this woman's house. And it was a three-day project with like 20 students or something like that. We scraped this woman's house. It was a wooden house and we repainted it. It was so beautiful afterward. And you know what? That woman never came to church ever, but she was a non-Christian and she was crying after we did that for her. We don't know how that touched her. I don't know how that touched her. I never saw her again, but I do know that We found a need that she needed and we fulfilled it for her and we planted a little seed, the youth group did, in that woman's life. And so we don't know how we're going to bless somebody who needs something. That is why God, that's why Jesus is so big on us Christians giving to the poor. Give, give, give. I mean, what's Dave Ramsey say? I I like Dave Ramsey. He's, I, I enjoy him. He always says, Live like no one else so that you can give like no one else. And Dave Ramsey is big on giving because not only does it fulfill a need for somebody else, but it also gives us like a boost. And that's not the reason we're supposed to do it for sure. But it does give us like an adrenaline boost or something like that. And it's just good overall. It's good to give because other people need something. We can bless them through the giving. So Jesus argues that we need to be giving to the poor because we can also bless them. And then to end it, Jesus says, store up your treasures in heaven. Don't do it here on earth. Don't worry about comforts. Don't try to gain the world and gain all these comforts because that's not what matters. And if we try to do that, our heart is going to be in the world with all of those treasures that we built up in the world. Instead, we need to be storing up our treasures in heaven, looking to something better than the world, something the world can never, ever give us, something that only Jesus can give us, which is our treasures in heaven. So we need to store up those treasures in heaven. And I just did an episode the other day of how we can do that. So go back and listen to that episode. I don't remember when that was. I think that was last Thursday, actually, that I did that episode. 
about storing up the treasures. Maybe it was Tuesday. I, I don't remember at this point. I'm sorry. But I just did that episode about how can we store up treasures in heaven? How can we do that? So yeah, that is something that we need to be actively doing. So go back and listen to that episode. I will uh, try to link that in the bio of this podcast episode so you can listen to the last one. So anyway, faithful listeners, today we just talked about how we don't need to be anxious about what's going to happen. Yes, we do need to work. We need to not be lazy, but we don't need to work ourselves to the bone trying to figure all this stuff out because God ultimately knows everything. He knows what we need. Well, faithful listeners, I am not going to take up any more of your time, but I hope that this episode brought you some comfort. And if it did, please share it on your social media platforms because you don't know who else could need this episode. Somebody who is anxious today might actually need to hear these words from Jesus and what he had to say here in Luke 12. Friends and faithful listeners, I'm just going to end it with happy listening and God bless. Thank you.